Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to Securian Secure, hosted by Johnny Seifert. This is the podcast where I say it's okay to not be okay. And if you have the same mantra as me, then before we get to today's guest, please subscribe to Securian Secure whilst you're listening. And at the end of the episode, leave a five-star rating and a review. Today is a sex and relationships expert who is our leading intimacy expert in the UK. And for the past two years, she's been giving her advice to the masses as part of the Married at First Sight expert team. And it's with thanks to Candy Crush Saga for setting up today's interview that I'm delighted to welcome to Sukhanutska. It's the amazing Charlene Douglas. Morning, Charlene. Hello, morning. How are you? All the better for seeing you because I'm watching Married at First Sight Australia and I'm getting very excited for the UK version to come back later this year and it made me think of you. Excellent. I'm glad that you uh, think of me when you think of Married at First Sight. That's always, that's always a positive thing. Oh, exactly. exactly. So look, I, I, we'll talk about Married at First Sight in a little bit. Obviously, we have to. But the first thing I want to do is talk to you about helping people because, you know, in your career, you've helped people when it comes to employment, to awareness of sexual health. As a life coach, there's a lot of helping all the way through. And I just wondered, where does that stem from? Why did you want to be a fixer of the world rather than a taker? Well, I, I get a lot of joy out helping people. And, you know, the world of dating in particular is something that's particularly of interest to me. It's a conversation that I have with so many family and friends and colleagues and clients. It feels like a bit of a minefield for a lot of people. So how do you get to that stage though? Obviously, you work with Can Crush now. We've seen your mad at first sight. But how does your career progress to go, I want to help people, I want to help people with sexual health, and then to become an intimacy expert? So I first trained as a life coach, so just help helping people with life issues, just in general. Then I thought, hmm, I think I want to go a little bit deeper. And so I trained as a counsellor, so that I could work with people that had issues around like addiction and OCD and stress-related issues and those types of things. And then because I'd done so much work in secondary schools with young girls around sexual health, I thought, yeah, this is something I'd really like to specialise in, in a little bit more depth. And I don't know if I quite knew what I was getting myself involved in. I just thought, oh, I could talk about intimacy for a living and this would be really great and I could help a lot of people. But the more I started to research the world of intimacy and the more facts that I found out, the more I wanted to share it with others. 
and it's you know people always feel like my job is like that I just listen to fantasies all day like <laughs> I really I really don't like I, I speak to people that are quite distressed about dating about relationships and and want their world their, their dating world to be better and, and their relationships to be better so yeah it's a pleasure to be a part of that journey with someone what are they blaming on? Is it the porn industry? Is it social media? Where's that peer pressure coming from that they do feel distressed? Because they obviously compare themselves to something else or someone else. Yeah, I think there's there's a number of sources. Sometimes they're subtle. Sometimes they're a bit more in your face. So, of course, social media, I think, plays a role in terms of teaching us the truth and the untruths around relationships, media. You know, I know growing up, there were these scenes that I would see of these often heterosexual couples. The man had a particular role. The woman had a particular role. And so to grow up and to think to yourself, actually, I don't want to be like that. Like that, that takes some courage. But I think the more we learn to be different, the better we'll feel because we're being, we're being ourselves. And where do you start that from? Because like you said, you've worked in schools. We always talk about the education system, how, you know, it's so focused on academia, but not on the life skills. So where do you start those conversations in schools to make sure that later on in life, you don't have that distress? So I would say that schools are definitely getting better at not just focusing on uh, the academic side of things, but also focusing on relationships and, you know, sex and intimacy and so forth. I know having worked in, in a girls secondary school that they did a lot of work to get like external agencies in to talk with the girls without the teachers being there. Right. So it, it wasn't like you know, the PSHE teacher staring at everyone as the external agency came in. It was the agency came in to work with a group of girls sort of privately where they had the space to talk about things that they were confused about around relationships because it's not just young people and children that are confused when it comes to the world of dating and relationships. Adults are too. Lots of questions come in, like DMs come in around, you know, I'm in a relationship, you know, my partner said this, I said that, what am I supposed to do? Like people are really confused. And yeah, we all have a responsibility to do the work on ourselves, to be the best version of ourselves in relationships. But there are lots of like sources and places where messages are fed to us that we just have to be careful what we what we digest, make sure that what we're seeing is the truth and not just myth. Well, it's always interesting when you think of dating apps, which obviously has been prevalent in the past decade, and everyone's on Tinder, Hinge, Bumble, etc. There's so many out there. And everyone's got their version of what makes the best profile because some say you need to be really extrovert. Some say, you know, you put loads of topless pictures and gym pictures. What's the right way? What are your do's and don'ts when it comes to dating apps? Because I'm getting told way too much information. I would say you just have to be yourself you have to show who you are in the best way you can and just be really honest so for example if you're if you've got a dating if you're on a dating app and you've got a profile make sure that you show a picture of your face make sure you show like a full body picture you know so when you meet the person in person then there are no surprises you know none of the oh I thought you were bigger I thought you were slimmer I thought you were taller I thought you were shorter like be honest I know that you know some have said that oftentimes men don't always put their height on on dating profiles and, and there are some dating apps where you don't need to you know it's not one of the required fields to put your height but I would say put as much information as possible so people know who you are and 
and, and that goes with hobbies as well. So if you've got like a bit of a quirky hobby and it makes you stand out, allow that to go on there as well and talk about it honestly and openly and be confident about who you are. And I think that's where the work starts, doesn't it? Where you have to be happy with who you are in order to really open yourself up to someone and expect them to love you and want you. How do you do that? How do you love yourself? We all talk about journaling and meditation and thinking about yourself and reflecting. What are your tips to make sure you do love yourself? I would say be careful what you put in your inner world. So I'm talking about the influences that you have around you that, that, that impact you. So, you know, being careful what you watch on TV, you know, what you look at on social media, who you follow, your friends, your family members. You know, there are people that we have in our lives that maybe aren't very positive people. And we know that it doesn't make us feel good. But up here in our head, we're saying, oh, they're our, they're our mum, they're our dad, they're our brother, our sister, our best friend. But we know if it doesn't make us feel good. So be more careful and selective about what you digest, like who's around you, is, is key in order to help you to feel better about yourself. If you're if you're on social media and you're following a lot of people that look nothing like you, but you believe that that is, you know, your, your version of beauty, then it's not going to make you feel great about yourself. So we have to take ownership of who we are and how we want to feel. And in order to do that, you need to be around the right types of people and the right influences. So we've established how to create your, uh, your dating profile. We've established that you need to love yourself. What happens then when you're swiping? What should you be looking for? Because we've obviously all got our type, we've all got our deal breakers, but that doesn't necessarily equate to what we should be having in a relationship. Yeah, I think that, I mean, this it depends on you as an individual, like you need to know what you're looking for in a partner. I think that's first and foremost, that, that's the most important thing. Are you looking for someone who is kind? I'm talking in terms of qualities here. Are you looking for someone who's kind, who's sensitive, somebody whose love language is quality time, for example? You know, it's important to think about what it is you're looking for in a partner. Now, of course, we all have a preference in terms of looks. But I would say, you know, can you allow yourself to be open around certain things? You know, what are some of the things that you can compromise on in order to meet someone fantastic? I'm sure so many of us have been attracted to people, maybe people at work or people that we've met in a bar where they're not our usual type, but there's just something in the space where you're like, mm, this person's like, there's something about this person. You know, and I think that online dating doesn't allow us to do that because we're just looking at pictures and words, right? But I would say be open, maybe go for something a bit different um, and see where you go with that. And so then what happens, and I'm asking for a friend, if you don't get any matches and you're swiping away and no one's matching you back. And so you delete your profile every single week and you're still not getting any. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Matches. People aren't swiping for you and you're swiping for people and they're not going back to you. What would you say to people like that who are listening? I would say try a different dating app. There are lots of dating apps out there. You know, we know some sort of stereotypical dating apps that have a lot of people who aren't really serious. I would say that if you've got a dating app where you you, you are required to input minimal information, then oftentimes you will find maybe more people on there that aren't as serious. But if you've got a dating app where you're required to fill out lots of fields and kind of put paragraphs in terms of what you're looking for, et cetera, then it's likely that you might meet people who are a little bit more serious, particularly the sites where you have to pay for them as well. Like if you have to pay for something and you have to fill out a lot of fields, then it's likely that you're not someone who is going to mess around necessarily, but that instead you are someone who wants to find someone. So you don't have to just stick to one dating app. You can try others. You can try multiple. And if all else fails, then try social media, like sliding into someone's DMs. You know, that you can be creative in terms of how you meet someone. I thought you were going to say, be creative and join the intimacy coach. And uh, you'll sort it out <laughs> for everyone. There's a plug that. We've got the match. And then you go on your first date. And there's different things you can do on the first date. Obviously, you can go for a drink, a dinner. You can have an intimate chat at someone's place. Or you could go on a quirky day, which leads us to your research you're doing with Candy Crush Saga. Yes. What are your tips for that first date? And how do you judge that you're not overstepping the line with what you think should be a first date? Because you don't know what the other person's going to necessarily think about your idea. Yeah. So Candy Crush Saga um, have coined the term quirkadisiac, which is like a quirky interest that you might have that you might want to hide from others, but that actually other people find really attractive. Now, I would say that on a first date, you have to kind of like test the water a little bit. You may not want to go in straight away with your quirky hobby, but you might want to sort of, you know, sort of fit that in amongst other things that describe who you are. In terms of the quirky hobby, yes, there are so many people that perhaps don't feel very comfortable speaking about their hobby. But if we know that people find it attractive when you have a bit of a quirky hobby, then I'd say, like, feel confident enough to talk about it. It is about how you share a story, right? So if you share a story confidently, then you draw people in. People see the passion in your face, the twinkle in your eyes, your smile. And those are all great things in terms of helping people to, to feel more attraction to you. And of course, if you're really smiling, you're really passionate, you're really bubbly, then they're thinking, hmm, 
I want to see a little bit more of this. So do you think go on a quirky date, like a gaming date or bowling or whatever, rather than doing a traditional go for a drink and have a sit-down interview, basically? Again, it depends on, on who you are. I would normally say for a first date, if you want to get to know someone, oftentimes, like, just going for a coffee is a really great way to just have a, a kind of normal first chat. And then, you know, if you find that you're really uh, attracted to them or there's a real attraction, you may want to suggest or they may suggest hey, let's go and watch a movie now, or should we go for another drink, or should we go bowling, or you might want to leave that for, for the next day. But I think that whatever you do, you have to make sure that you're feeling comfortable. So although I'm saying yes on that first date, go for a coffee, if it feels a little bit too intense staring at someone across the table, then maybe you might want to do a fun date like bowling for the first date. Like You have to know yourself and know and know what works for you. But it's interesting, when you say a coffee date, I can picture going to a Starbucks or a Costa, but I'm not going to be dressed for the occasion, so therefore I'm not going to have the right posture and I'm not going to give that version of myself of that flirtiness because it's almost like your friend's only because it's a coffee date. So how do you make sure a coffee date isn't just a, it's a catch-up, even though you don't actually know each other? You know, when you're talking about coffee shops, I mean, there are lots of coffee shops and, you you know, you've mentioned a few there. But there are there are also those kind of more independent, quirky little coffee shops, you know, little cafes where you can maybe dress up a li little bit more. In terms of a date, the key is to look good. You know, you don't have to overdo it unless you're going to like a top restaurant necessarily. So it really is up to you in terms of where you go. Now, of course, in terms of going to for a coffee or for a drink, you don't have to do those things. You know, it really is about what works for you. And I think this goes back to, I suppose, back to these sort of quirky hobbies as well, that you have to be the, the truest the truest version of yourself possible. You're not fitting into what people say. And I'm not saying not to listen to me, but what I'm saying is listen to yourself. So for example, if you want to go to a coffee shop because that feels comfortable for you, if dress dressing in casual clothes makes you feel more relaxed, then do that because that's who you are. If you're someone that likes to put your eyelashes on and you know put a beautiful dress on or you want to wear a suit, you know, then maybe you might want to suggest more of a kind of posh restaurant. Let's talk about it at first sight. Obviously, we've we've got the Australian series on now, but your version of it, the UK version, we've had two series last year and the year before. How have you found that experience? And what have you taken away now? I've had a bit of time to relax as the series has gone by. I think that it's really interesting. When I work with the couples, I see myself in some of them. I feel like I've dated some of them in my lifetime and it's interesting how so many people are seeking a healthy relationship but are not always open to doing the work that it takes to change parts of their own character and I think that has probably been the biggest lesson for me just watching the couples as they come on. I'm always so very proud of them because I think for some of them who might be a bit resistant at the beginning what you often see is that you see the change as they work through the process. And for those who go on to, to stay with their partner, great. You know, they can continue to utilize the tools that we've shown them and we've given them. But for those whose relationships haven't worked out, what, what we know is that they've all sort of pretty much come back and said, you guys have taught us so much about ourselves and about relationships that we've been able to use that in future relationships. So for us, it's, it's always a success when that's the feedback. Well, it's interesting you look at success like that because my version of Mad at First Sight is if it's a massive experiment and you've got 10,000, 20,000 people applying, 
the likelihood is with all the science that goes behind the scenes and to make sure you get these perfect matches is that when you have your lineup of couples, they should all be successful. You shouldn't have only had two successful couples out of the two series. So yes, that success comes with the emotional side, but also the physical side of going, well, if I signed up to marry at first sight, I know I'm going to meet my wife from there and it will be, we'll live happily ever after because the science has told us that we will. Yeah, but you know, the thing is, in terms of the science, so yes, the science would suggest that these two people are a good match based on the information they provide us and what we have seen. But ultimately, you know, when they get together with their partner, the choice is theirs in terms of whether they receive the feedback we give them or not. So, for example, we can say to someone, it's really important for you to be open. It's really important for you to be humble and to apologize when you've made a mistake. But if they are married to that way of being and they have done that for so long, like so they, you know, maybe a bit stubborn or they blame a lot. If that's what they're used to over the years, it's down to them to make the changes that we're suggesting to them. And if they they choose not to, then they also have to take the responsibility on board in terms of if the relationship doesn't work out. What do you want this year? Because it's a great way of educating the audience and opening up that it isn't just two heterosexual people who have got the Love Island bodies who are looking for love. It's there's There's something for everyone there. I think the great thing about Married at First Sight is that we represent the UK in its entirety in the best way in the best way that we can. So, you know, of course, we've seen lesbian couples, we've seen a gay couple, we have seen different, you know, diversity in terms of race, in terms of age, um, and that's really important for us to show that. And also for myself as a black woman, you know, with two protected characteristics there, it's important that I'm a part of a show where where you're seeing that diversity. I want people across the UK to be able to watch Married at First Sight and see themselves on TV, to know that they can also find love and that they are worthy of being on a show like that as well. So, um, and I say this very, very genuinely, I'm very proud to be a part of a production that does something like that because I think if you look at maybe some of the other reality TV shows, you're not always seeing that. Charlene Douglas is amazing. Thank you to Candy Crush Saga for setting up this interview. And if you love Married at First like me, then there are episodes on Securing Skill with Paul C. Brunson, Amy Christopher's, PJ Finch, and Sophie Brown. You've been listening to Securing Skill with me, Johnny C. If you like what you heard, please do give a five-star rating and a review and click that subscribe button on iTunes and Spotify so that we can keep spreading the word it's okay to not be okay. I'm Johnny C, but thank you so much for listening. Until next time, thank you and goodbye. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 